But right now, uh, let's speak uh, to uh, uh, Coach Gavin Hunt, who joins us on the line. Uh, the PSL has been given the green light to resume training and playing. We had been waiting for an announcement today from the meeting of the Board of Governors, who expected to provide some clarity. Um, but they've just released a statement which says that, unfortunately, there is no official communication from the league today. We will be in touch possibly tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, thank you for your patience. So uh, we'll have to be patient a bit longer. But Coach Gavin joins us on the line. Good evening, Coach. Thanks for speaking to us here on SAFM tonight. Hello. Yes, good evening, Coach. I hope you can yeah, hear yeah. me. How are you doing? Yeah, can you hear you? Can you hear? How are you doing? No, All I'm right. fine, thanks, Coach. I hope you're well too. Yeah, strong. No problem. Coach, just before we spoke to you, we were talking about Liverpool. We even spoke to Bruce Krobler, believe it or not, yesterday. Um, I mean, for you, what would you say has been key to uh, Liverpool winning the league this season? Or what do you think has been key since Jürgen Klopp took over, in your view? Um, I think, uh, listen, uh, I think good transfer business. I think that's uh, getting the right sort of player that he wanted. I think that's important. That's always key. Um, you know, they might not have had the best players, but they got the right players. And... Um, he wanted to play a certain way, and uh, you know it's been a combination of uh, how long has he been there now? Four years since 2015. You know? Yeah, so five, four, five years. So you know they've kept faith with him. He didn't win much at the beginning, hmm. uh, and then obviously got into two finals, the Champions League, won the one, and you know he's obviously won the league now after 50 years or so. So um, yeah, but I think good business selling Coutinho for all that money and then using the money wisely for the goalkeeper and the centre back. <laughs> you know. Which made all the difference. And how do how would you describe his type of players, the right players that you say he signed? Well, I think it's a you know, like the, the football that he plays is very hardcore, very you know, a lot of uh, a lot of energy. You know, if you compare it to a Man City style, it's, it's it's a big difference in the styles of play. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not a Man City or a Liverpool supporter, but I'd rather watch Man City play because it's more economical. But you know, I mean, it's 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 high pace, high, you know, high velocity, a lot of work rate, a lot of pressing, and with Liverpool, and you know, it's worked, which is good. I'm glad there's a different way that's coming to the fore in, in world football, and people stand up and look at it because everybody wanted to try and copy the the Barcelona way. You know, everybody's fixated on that, and now maybe there's another way, and which is good. So it gives you a different outlook on football and a different perspective. You know, are you still a West Ham supporter? Yeah, my team, I don't know if we're going to make it, mate. I don't know if we're going to make it. I don't think we're good enough. I don't know. <laughs> We've had more managers than I've had breakfast, so that's the problem. <laughs> you can't keep changing managers and, you know. And also a little bit of a dream world, you know. You yeah. can't compete. You, you certainly can't compete with the top two or three, you know, and that type of thing. And, and um, so, yeah. Pretty sad, but I think we might hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's bring it back home now, Coach Gavin. We've been waiting for the PSL to announce the return to playing and training. Now that the minister has given the green light, what are your views on the season resuming? Yeah, I think we need to. I think, I mean, obviously, we want to get going. You know, I know you know the cases are going up, and it's 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 it's, it's going to be the nature of the beast. Uh, but I think we need to get going, do all the protocols and all the, you know, all the requirements that are on necess- necessary. Um, and I think um, we can get going and hopefully we can get a few games and a few training sessions under our belt, you know. And when do you expect to return to training now? Well, we did, we did you know, we did test last week. We did test this morning again, the COVID test. So obviously we'll get results tomorrow um, and then see you again. So everybody, you know, we're testing on a regular basis and we did all the precautions, you know, all the sanitizing and all that. So um, it's ready to go, you know, when we get the results back tomorrow, I think, you know.
Mm. And and then when you're ready to go to start training, then how long then do you think the players will be ready to start playing matches? Well, it's, it's, it's you know what's happening in the world is out of the norm. We all know that. So the norm, I mean, you know, people can say five weeks, six weeks. You know, that's a normal pre-season training like most clubs will do around the world. You know, split up in the sessions. You're not going to have that time. We're going to have maybe three max. I think you know. So, you know, we're going to have to do it that way. Uh, I mean, they have been doing a lot of isolated training, a lot of the running and stuff like that, so we can cut quite a bit of that stuff out. Mm. But the break has been so long that they're going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of rush, that's for sure. It's the longest break any player has had in his life, I think, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, how long has it been? Three months or something, you know? Never that long. Yeah. And now with everything that's happened at the club over the past few weeks, do you expect to have a full complement of players of the, the full squad when they come back? Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we, you know, we've got the smallest, I would think the smallest squad in the league. We've only got 25 players, uh, three goalkeepers and 22 out. So, yeah, we expect everybody back. You know, you know, we, I've been seeing, I saw quite a few, most of them this morning. Uh, they're all there. Um, so... Yeah, we're going to have everybody back. Um, you know, we want to finish well. We've got, what have we got, nine games left yeah, right. in the league and we're still in the cup. So we like to finish well and and see where it takes us, you know. Some contracts end today. Any idea which players are keen to stay on until the end of the season? Which ones yeah, are not? Yeah, we, yeah, the club has done well from that perspective. You've got to give Jonathan that credit. Um, you know, he's extended two or three of them that were out of contact. Because if we didn't have the two or three of them, I mean, we'd really be you know, scratching the barrel. And they, they've all agreed to stay on. Uh, I think it's the right thing to do. You know, even if you sign a pre-con, I think it's the right thing to do is finish the season with the team. Uh, I see there's one or two players that are going to leave. And obviously, the, they can only leave if the other clubs are going to afford them, not, you know. Um, but I mean, I think it's the right thing to do is stay at the club and finish the season and then move to the next club, you know. Are you worried now, coach, about how they'll come back, how they'll perform with so much uncertainty about their futures? Um, not really, um, because I always say you in the shop window, you know, I always tell a player every day that you train or play, this, you know, you must think that there's somebody watching you. And that's how you've got to play football. It's like the same as a coach. you always got to be on your toes thinking that, you know, we need to improve and, you know, we're trying to get a result. So uh, the players that have got fixed up, they can help the players that are not fixed up, you know, if you look at it in that sense. And by the team doing well, team does well, people notice you more. And then individuals get noticed. But the team comes first, and I think it's important that, Everybody, you know, pulls pulls in the right direction. Even the guys that we have got clubs and are going to be moving on. Um, but the rest of them, I think they can be helped by the guys, you know, we have got fixed up. And as a coach now, what do you think your role will be now with, with all that's happened over the past few weeks? Mentally, do you have, will you have to try and get them back in the right frame of mind? Is that your responsibility? Yeah, yeah I think everybody will have the same, you know, I think this will take a few days to get you, you know, the wheels in motion again, kicking a ball. Cause I think... That's the biggest thing. You can run all day and jump and day and do all the exercises and, you know, uh, but I think the, the movements for the ball is obviously totally different and we need to get into action as quickly as we can. I know at the beginning it's going to be done in smaller groups to, to, and there'll be a lot of ball work and stuff like that. But once we get into groups where we can, a little bit more com- competitiveness, where you, you know, you, where you can start working on a few things, you know, seven versus eight or nine versus eight or sevens, you know, whatever, we, you know, all the things we do. Um, that, that's what you need. To get into the 11 v 11s, you know, we can, that's going to be have to uh, speed it up as well because that's the ultimate, you know, where you want to get to. Can we get a few friendlies in before we play or one or two? Because you're going to need a game or two. Mm. That's going to be the other problem, you know. 
Okay, for those who are just joining us, we're catching up with Coach Gavin Hunt just to get his thoughts on the PSL being given the green light to start training and start playing matches. We were expecting an announcement today, but uh, it's been postponed. Well, they asked us to be patient. Maybe tomorrow or Thursday we'll get uh, something, so we'll wait for that. But let's go to the voice notes. Good evening, Mr. Messia, the crew, the listeners, as well as Coach Gavin Hunt. In my personal opinion, I think that Coach is probably one of the best coaches that South Africa has ever produced. I mean, his records speak for themselves. I don't need to say much more. So I'd like to know from him, what is it that makes a great coach? Um, what was the secret weapon? What's the secret um, ingredient to make a great coach? This is Itumelin from Middleburg. Thank you. Good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to the head coach, Gavin Hunt. You are speaking to Libra here in East London. I've got uh, two quick uh, questions to the coach. The first one, has he been approached by uh, Kaiser Chiefs? Because we have heard the reports, media reports, saying that uh, he will uh, go to Kaiser Chiefs. And then the second question, the sale of Bidvest Vets, how will it affect their youth structures? Because we know that they've got one of the best youth structures in South Africa at the moment. Will it kill the youth system at, at, at Bidvest Vets or will uh, Vets University take care of the current youth system? Uh, thank you very much, Tabi. So it's Libra here in, in East London. Thank you very much. Have a great uh, evening. Thanks for that, Libra. Let's maybe start from the co- top coach. What does it take to be a top coach in the PSL? He wants to know what are the ingredients? Um... How long? I don't think your show is long enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have enough time. Yeah. Um, I think I think um, I think the most important thing, uh, if anybody's got inspired to be a coach, I think it's important. I always feel it's very important to do some sort of coaching course, coaching licenses, coaching badges, where you you get an idea of of problem solving. You know because. You know, you can take an ex-player uh, like I was, and, and you've got a basic idea what's needed, what's need, not needed, and you can get away with it. But I think you do need to, to have some sort of education. I mean, the more you educate yourself, the better it is. I think education is key. Uh, not that it's going to make you better. Or, it'll certainly, I'm not saying it's going to make you win things, but it'll certainly make you better and, and give you a better idea of, 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 of certain disciplines and certain things that need to be to happen as a coach. So I think that's important. I think... The other thing is, is to maybe earn your stripes a little bit in mm. starting off at, at, at a level where, you know, I mean, I started coaching uh, while I was playing, you know, for extra money, I used to coach the school teams, mm. you know, and then you learn how to coach and then I go to the provincial teams and then I coach the national under 18 team and so on and so on. And then, you know, once you once you get a team, you, you can learn how to, you know, what works and what doesn't work. And, that, and that's trial and error as you go along, you know. Um but it certainly it does help to get educated and then and then get a team yourself. But starting at a level where I think um, you know you can teach you a lot of things, you know. Yeah, but there's there's one guarantee that your future is never set in here. And as a top coaches, you can be. Yeah, you know, the higher you know, the higher level you go, obviously becomes more results orientated. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but I think when you're younger, as as a coach starting out, I think you can experiment more and find out what works and what doesn't work and. You know, uh, everybody wants to play like Barcelona and Real Madrid, and and we all want to play like that. But you know, if you're working with it, with, with the quality of the player, and then you know, and then be have realistic goals. You know what I'm saying? And be unrealistic. Yes. You know? The other uh, question. I think, a, I think there's a lot of young coaches that are unrealistic in their approach to the game, and I think that's where they get found out. Uh, it's become too too scientific, and you know, the analysis by paralysis, and they always they end up, you know, you know. 
getting lost. So I think it's important uh, to keep the fundamentals and keep the game as simple as possible. And how does one know maybe when it's time now to move a step up, maybe from being an assistant to head coach? Well, that that, that comes with opportunity. That comes with uh, right place, right time. You know, somebody will give you a chance. You know, I I did three years in the in the first division. You know, now there's a lot of coaches go straight into these big jobs and they struggle. I think you need to do sometimes. I think you need to earn your stripes. You need to earn, you know, uh, do your do your varsity. Uh, <laughs> you know, and sometimes it might be as assistant coach, uh, or it might be as a as a coach in a lower level. Mm. Uh, I said I started a school with the schoolboys while I was still playing, and then you you work your way up from there. You know. Yeah. There was another question asking if you've been approached by Chiefs. There have been reports where you've been quoted. I know it was a play of words, but it was saying that it's embarrassing to be linked to Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah, I think it's very unprofessional. You know, these clubs have got coaches with contracts. And, you know, your name gets thrown around. You know, I'm not never going to lobby for... It's, it's really embarrassing from my perspective because it's not a nice situation to be in. You, your people, you know putting my name all over the media, it's this job and that job, it's, 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 it's not right, it's really unprofessional. It's the nature of the beast, the football, we all know how football works, but it's certainly something that I, I'm very embarrassed about and something that, you know, that uh, I feel very uncomfortable and, you know, because there is people in place who, who have got, you know, who are working at these clubs. But TTM have already said that they can't afford to keep you. Firstly, what did you make of their statements, Coach? Well, it's a bit embarrassing, because eh? they've never even spoken to me. So, you know, I... Uh, how can you make a statement like that? You know what I'm saying? You know. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's. It's, I don't really want to go down that road because my time will come to have my say. You know, I'll have my say about everything there. So right now, I'd rather just stay out of it. But certainly, no one has spoken to me from the from the club at all. No. So what does the future hold for you after this season then? Well, pretty much. You know, as I said, the, the most important thing is to get the players. The players are getting fixed up here. Left. You know, with clubs all over the show. Obviously, myself and my coach, the coaching staff. We haven't, nothing has happened. Um, you know, and we, we finished the end of August, so it's not nice. I've been, you know, I've, I've done every preseason since 1981. So this will be the first time it looks like, you know, I won't be doing a preseason. So as a player and as a, as a coach, because, you know, I finished in 94 as a player, and I, 95 I was, you know, I was coaching already, you know. So it'll be the first year. Please God, it doesn't happen. Please God, something happens. But right now, there's nothing on the table, there's nothing happening, you know. Are you hoping something happens in Gauteng? Would you be able to relocate? Uh, well, uh, you know, you want to stay in the game. You don't want to be out. As I said, from 1981, I mean, as a professional, you know, at 17 to right today, um, never missed a year, uh, you know, gone from one season to the next as a player to the coach. So, you know, I don't, I'm, already I'm going mad, you know, and, you know, to the lockdown period, so I don't know what it's going to be like come into August. So, um, yeah, I'd certainly like to work. Um, but obviously, it's also going to be a a good opportunity and it's, you know, in terms of, uh, what's the word to use, a project or something, mm-hmm. well, there's a good opportunity, realistic, to do well and, 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 and take the club forward. But those opportunities are far and, far, you know, far and few between. Mm. But would you begin to still stay on in Gauteng or are you happy to go where the best offer is? Well, obviously, I've been based up here for 22 years. I'm a Cape Town born. I've played all my football there. You know, started coaching there. I've been up here. I'm, I'm more Gauteng or what do you call them, Joburg or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, but, I'm, you know, I, I know the nature of the beast. You know, I've got, the suitcase has always been at the front door. You know, I've never taken it away. So I understand the, the business. So if you have to move, you have to move. You know, it's be wherever it must be, you know. 
There was also a question about uh, the youth structures at Bidvis Vets. Any idea what will happen? Because this season, yeah. I mean, you promoted boys like Soli. Uh, he started against Sundowns, Rowan, Rowan Human. Rowan Human, I mean, yeah. I've taken you. Know, since I've been here, there's been a lot, you know. Uh, five, well, six years. Yeah. Been a few. Shangasi, I mean, uh, this one. Anyway, the biggest, the saddest part about the club is that there's a, there's a crop of players now, which they well, they won the Disky. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with the Disky League, but they won that Disky. There's a crop there that really can... A big futures at the club and it's very sad and there's another crop underneath them they've really got a good crop of young players and it's a great it's been a great academy the last couple of years a lot of people must take credit there uh, you know all the coaches head of the youth everybody you know i mean the club itself and it's very very sad to see the thing just being given away and folded away and because um, there's a lot of players a lot of ability there and uh, we could have big futures and they will get fixed up but mm. you know we obviously want i would not bearing the fruit of uh, what's been sowed there, you know? Yeah. Let's take uh, just a couple more voice notes. Good afternoon, Tabiso. This is Morris from Nelspreit. Uh I just want to ask uh, Coach Gavin, when did he become aware that uh, Vlitz University or Bidvers Vlitz was being sold? Did the management uh, inform him timelessly? And uh, what is, it, is his future? Are they going to pay him throughout his contract or what will happen? Thank you, Maurice from Nelspray. Hey, evening member. Uh, Please ask my former coach there that if nothing fails to materialize in the PSA, would he be keen to move into Africa or maybe even internationally? Okay, thanks for those. Coach, when did you become aware of this sale? Well, there was a bit of media speculation uh, for some time now. Um, you know, everybody within the club uh, thought it was, you know, just, you know, it'll never happen. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, um, the chairman called me in and a few of us in uh, management, uh, oh, I don't know, I can't, I can't think of the actual dates now. And said, yeah. you know, there is a there is something happening. Um, this is what's going to happen, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So we were all okay. And then I think the June the sixteenth was the final. That was the day I really found out, um, which was the holiday. I think last week, two weeks ago, June sixteenth, actually been sold. Yeah, yeah, that was the the, the time. So very sad, but uh, it's football, and you know, I can, you know, I'm not going to get into. It. I don't want whys and hows, and uh, but they have been a very good um, uh, support of the club for. 15 years, you know, they put a lot into it. Um, I think they've got a lot out of it as well in terms of, you know, they've done unbelievably well for their brand. I think their brand has really done well, you know, uh, but they don't want to be in football and it's, it's something we can't, you know, do anything about. We, you know, we're the employees and it's, that things are happening in football and it's very, very sad. Because, um, you know, you know, everybody puts so much work into it, um, but that is what it is. Yeah. But move on. does it surprise you though that they sold their premiership status? Um, it does actually because I thought you know as I said to you I think it, it, it's been unbelievably the mileage they've got out of the brand the mileage they've got has been unbelievable like, in my opinion and what I know about advertising and you know and, and brand awareness and things but I just know you know it's it's, it's been known as Bidvest um, and, and the mm. team I mean Brian Joffe was his project and um but as I said, the goalposts move. They've changed the project, um, and and things have happened. And um, you know, it's, it's it's it is what it is. Could the sale have been handled better? The announcement and everything that came with it. 
Sorry? I'm know. saying, what do you make of how the sale was handled? It's not for me to say. It's for for me to say. I can't get into that. That's 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 out of my jurisdiction. Um, you know, we've all got. I've got my own personal point of view, and you know. Um, but uh, the sale came about, and they, you know, the, the powers that be uh, felt it was a good opportunity for them to to move on out of the football business, and that's what happens. Yeah. It happens. You what? You know, you just look at Man City. You look at the Newcastle now, United. The this club, that club, uh, owners change hands and. Uh, the, the sad part about it is you lose the Vits University that's 100 years old next year, where, you know, in South Africa we've got different rules and regulations. That's the only thing it's going to do with Bidvest or anything. But, uh, you know, the name changes and it moves uh, out of the city and moves stadiums. And where, if you look around the world, names stay the same. They don't move cities. And But in South Africa, obviously, there's other rules and regulations, which is, I don't really know too much about. Yeah. There was a question about whether you would consider coaching outside of South Africa of course, of course. I mean, uh, you know, there's one thing we haven't done much in this country is uh, exported coaches. Uh, maybe because, and I always say it, it bears down on from national team level. People look at your national team and they say, mm, they're not the best. Uh, maybe the coaches aren't any good, um, you know. But um, there's a lot, a lot of good coaches in South Africa that could certainly hold their own at, the, at a good level of football. But it's opportunities. We are in, you know, right at the bottom end of the world in terms of football and we're not closer to the, you know, the bigger leagues, and uh, if we can, uh, that's got to be our next step to try and get coaches to to, to move on and, and 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 you know and try and get jobs in in other places of the world. Have you ever been approached outside the country, coach? And there's been one or two opportunities for national teams, but I, you know, national team. I always feel national teams national team should be coached by an older guy. I always think he must be over sixty and you know yeah. uh, drink a coffee and watch football matches and you know what I'm saying. Where you know, you know I I always feel you need to be. I'm more a guy that needs to smell the grass on, at nine o'clock in the morning and kick a ball around and you know and have the interaction with young players and players on a daily basis and working on things. National team, you see the player. Every, I mean, it's national team is always nice if you can if you go to teams to the World Cups and you're around those times, you know. But to to go through all the qualifying process takes time. Yes, would I want to do it? Sure, it's got to be you know a goal of every coach as you get older to get to get into that uh, you know that walk you know that coaching line, but. That always, that's always the right opportunity at the right time sometimes. Yeah, and as we wrap up now, your players have been linked with moves as you would expect, of course. Gift has always said he wants to go to Sundowns. He said it earlier this year. Would that be the right move for him? Um, I, I, on every single case, I, I, wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to put it in public what I think about. You know, people, players have got to think of their, their livelihoods. Uh, you know, that's, it all comes to do, you know, What's the right move for any player? Uh, there's not too many big op- opportunities in South Africa to go to the right, you know, clubs where there's a financial uh, security and playing and and and. So uh, I'm, I'm not talking gift. I'm talking anybody. Sure. Um, so it, uh, right clubs is very difficult in South Africa. You know, we we um, to get to get the whole balance right is is not not generally quite easy. Because you look at the clubs now, there's a, you've got more clubs in Pol- you know in in, in the Lapopo area. Mm-hmm. You know? Getting more and more now, you know. So um, uh, those type of things. But uh, listen, I, I spoke to every player. I think I wish them well, and um, you know, and, uh, and 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 when you get a guy who's 27, 28, 29, he needs to look after the future and, and those type of things, you know. But obviously, he needs to play football as well. Yeah, and and how have they reacted to the sale? What did you get from speaking to them? Very disappointed. Very, very, very disappointed. It's because uh, we we feel as a team. 
you know, we won the league when, I don't know, three years ago, two years ago. You know, then we had a bad season. We lost a few players. A lot of players left and players finished careers and these type of things. I think we're on, a, we, we, we on a, another upward curve. I really I can feel it. I think we wanted two players short of, of really challenging again. Um, and I think we, you know, we'll go close. I think we'll have a great chance of winning the league. Um, if we had one or two good signings again and just strengthen the squad again and, and we'll go again because the nucleus was there, the experience is there. Um, and obviously now this has happened. This, you know, is what it is. What would make a good season now, good finish to the season for Bidvas Vets? Win every game. <laughs> um, sneak the league on the last day and win the cup. <laughs> uh, Wouldn't we love you wake that. up and your coffee's cold. I think it's important. Um, I said to the players, we've got to put this team in Africa. We've got to make TTM go to Africa. Um, you know, I don't know if they'll take up the challenge. <laughs> Is it they will? Um, but that's what we've got to try and do. I mean, we've got a hell of a game against Sundowns in the semi final, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know you're losing what, what goes on there. And then the the, the, the league, we still got to play Kaiser Chiefs uh, twice. twice. We didn't play them in the first round. We play, you know, so there's still some big, big games that could swing some big situations, you know. Um, and as I said, players are playing for their careers as well. Because there's, there's a few of them that certainly haven't got fixed up and haven't got clubs. Yeah, great stuff. Coach Kevin, we appreciate the time you've given us tonight. People happy to hear from you and we wish you all the best with thanks, the future. Man. Yeah, thanks, thanks for your support. Eh? So I don't thanks, know, talk too much again, but <laughs> thanks for your support. <laughs> thanks, Coach. Keep well. <laughs> Coach Kevin Hunt.